Okay, welcome to another episode of Sales is Not a Dirty Word. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, hopefully you'll become a long-time listener. As always, I'm your show host, Alicia Barr, your revolutionary sales coach for solopreneurs and founder of the Matchmaker Sales Method. You can check me out at aliciabar.com. Our podcast is all about alternative sales strategies, whether that's workshopping with people like you or meeting with other experts to bring you real help that you can implement now. So this episode is about becoming aware of the unconscious beliefs affecting your sales with Moon Tucker. So during a near-death experience in 2010, Moon learned it's the stories she believed about herself that fed three decades of suicidal attempts and ideation, devastating personal relationships, and a sense of being alone and not enough. Even if you haven't experienced something that drastic, that is very relatable. (laughs) Um, That singular spark of wisdom fuels her personal journey of continued awakening into her truth. She shares her stories, struggles, and wisdom with the intention to help others come home to their true self. She's a history-making Paralympic archer, host of the Money Rich Purpose Poor Money Rich Purpose Poor podcast, Cambo practitioner, and inner healing guide. Her life purpose is to help those ready to remember their true, innate, and unique way of being so they can create a prosperous, purpose driven, and fulfilling life. Welcome to the big show. Sales is not a dirty word. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We always have such great conversations. I know it's so refreshing to meet someone who just has a different perspective of the world <laughs> um, so that you can really dive a little deeper into those things that are less maybe tactical or strategic or whatever, because no matter how wonderful of a strategy you have, if you have deeper things going on, keeping you from that strategy, it's not, it's not going to work. So, I mean, a simple thing that people experience a lot is I know what I need to do, but I'm not doing it. Why? It's not that you need more info. It's usually not. It's that you need to do it. And there's something unconscious going on that's keeping you from doing it. That is exactly it. We are all driven by our our unconscious mind. And it's the thing that doesn't get a lot of attention. It's, you know, a lot of coaches will come in and say, well, if you're unproductive, Here's the best routine in the morning. Do this and you'll have more done by 10 a.m. than you ever do. And and it works for some people and it doesn't work for other people. It makes them feel more exhausted and more like a failure. And I think that that is one of the things that is really missing in personal development and, and coaching, whether you're coaching as an individual or as a team or as a business leader is what works for you. And really getting into what are the unconscious beliefs that you have that are somebody else's that don't work for you that you're now using to beat yourself up and add to that I'm not enough disease that we all tend to develop through our life. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that so much of these unconscious beliefs show up as shaming or shooting. Um, so if you're feeling ashamed or telling yourself you should do something, that's usually a good indicator that something is going on behind the scenes for you to check in with yourself a little deeper on. And what's really cool about it is I love moon, how you align. We both have this like 
custom approach, right? Every human is different. There's no reason to feel like you should act in a certain way and then feel ashamed that you don't. And this is definitely true in sales. Like when you, you feel like you should do this strategy that somebody gave you or the script or whatever, and you feel ashamed that it's not working for you or whatever. Um, so tell us a bit more about beyond like what the limiting belief is, but just that each human is designed a little differently and that's okay. There's no good, bad. Yeah. So like, let's look at something subjective and that's maybe your intelligence level and then something objective. And let's call that your fingerprint. We all understand that we have a unique, we all have unique fingerprints to the point where, you know, it's, it's used in criminal law. Why then can we not accept that we all have a unique internal fingerprint as well? And why does that seem so out of the box when we're, we're brought into this world and, and immediately taught to conform? And that is wonderful when you're in survival mode, but we are in a completely different realm right now. We're no longer being chased by cyber tooth tigers. We're no longer, you know, trying to fend for our food every day. We're no longer hiding in a cave at night trying to survive. We have within us a unique design. And thank God science has advanced to the point where it has. And we can start getting some objective data about our internal personality makeup. You know, there's this longtime question of law versus or nature versus nurture. Which one's stronger? Well, we never really had any science to objectively look at the nature of an individual. And we now have access to patented science that can look at what's your quantum fingerprint inside? How are the electromagnetic fields designed within you that unique, you know, we're all a unique little snowflake. What's the, what's that fingerprint inside of you and how does that show up? And when we learn the specifics of how we're created naturally, then we can start going, oh, in this area, it's just not going to work for me to be in this environment. I am not the leader. I am the doer, right? I've got a lot of do energy or I'm a visionary. But if you actually set me down and you make me do an intense routine first thing in the morning, it's going to drain my energy. It's going to add to my self-sabotage. It's going to add to my sense of not good enough. And so we're, we're living in a time now where we can really look at objective data of the individual and start peeling back what are the stories that you believe are true about yourself that are somebody else's stories? And why does that cause so much inner turmoil? It's a beautiful time that we live in. And I would imagine that you start using that in your process as well. And let's honor the individual because, God, it, it's and we all seek that unique creativity. Like we just love it when somebody is just truly authentically themselves. That's why you, you put a baby in somebody's arms or a little kid and there are just smiles and joy. And it's time for us as, as a human population to get back to that on an individual level and bring that to everything that we do. And Alicia, I'm sure that when you help people discover their innate sense of self and their innate things that light them up, that's where sales no longer is a dirty word because you're not being dirty to yourself. You're being your authentic self. And then sales is natural. Yeah, it's so true. So many people 
like just the effect of having permission to be yourself, even though it's different from what message you might've received that you needed to be like, whether that was from your parents or your sales manager or some coach or guru or whatever, the permission to just know this is why that doesn't work for you because you're a different human and you can do it differently. That can just inspire so much confidence because too often people are told the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're, when you're handed a script and think about it, whenever, when we first go to school, we're handed a script. This is what a good student is. This is what an A student is. This is what a popular student. This is what a nice person, nice student does. We're handed a script. And what that does is it trains us out of that essential human aspect and ability to be present. And if you're really clear and grounded in yourself, you can be present in a conversation and you don't have to follow a script. But if you're trying to follow a script, guaranteed you're talking to a human that's not following a script. And you're going to be frustrated and full of fear and confused and fail because you're trying to script an individual that isn't following a script. And this is why sales starts to feel so gross and so frustrating and so, ugh. You can't script interaction if you want it yeah. to be healthy and natural. I say that all the time. Like the, the, the thing about scripts that I don't like is that every conversation is different. It's impossible to predict how a prospect is going to act. So really being present is one of the most powerful ways to win sales and present in a way where you're noticing the tone and inflection and micro expressions of another person and the things that basically they're not saying and giving them permission to express those as well, you know, without having to say like, oh no, your concern isn't valid, that, you know, your objection isn't valid. Um, because blah, 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 blah. And pushing on them instead, having a genuine conversation about, is this really a good fit for you within who you are and your situation and the, uh, specifics to that. So yeah, very good point, um, about how, you know, giving yourself that permission to be unpredictable and just be present instead. And then also we were talking about how the more you accept yourself, the more powerful you will show up in any situation, including a, a sales conversation. So we talked about that a little bit beforehand, like that you have things that are triggering you and you gave this wonderful example. Yeah. So when, when we're language is beautiful and language was designed so that we could try to convey a belief, a feeling, an emotion that we have onto another person, right? So it's kind of like building a bridge and we're using symbols to do that. And we tend to, to think that everybody has the same understanding of the symbols that we do. And it's just not true. And it can show up in such nuanced ways that you don't even know that you've been triggered. And years ago, I was working for the Department of Defense and the government was doing a land grab, you know, just eminent domain, taking family land that had been in the family for generations and it was a very delicate subject and I had a cohort and she did a community event and it was high tension and she handled it so well and I came in on Monday and I sent her a short email I was like man good job you really handled that well fired it off thought nothing of it 
within minutes, I'm in my boss's office and he is like, I, she wants me to write you up. You go figure out what the hell did you say? And like, nothing could come to mind. I was like, I told her nothing that would set her off. So I go up in her office and she is just livid, beet red. You'd swear I just gut punched her, right? And I'm like, what is going on? And she was just shaking. She said, how dare you speak to me like that? And I'm really confused at this point. I was like, I told you, good job. I mean, that was really sensitive. You handled it really adeptly. And she just yelled, I would never tell somebody good job. And I'm thinking, I like hearing good job. You know, I like getting verbal feedback, right? And I was like, why would that upset you? And she kind of went on to give some examples of how good job was this insult. And I was putting two and two together and realized that good job was something that her dad said in a very condescending way to shame her. So here I am trying to congratulate somebody. I said two words that absolutely negated everything. And and the whole interaction became a childhood trauma reenactment. And so if we are not aware of when we react to our environment in a negative way, we completely lose all connection with ourselves and anybody else. We cannot be sold into something that we desperately need and we cannot sell something to somebody they desperately need. So it's becoming aware of those unconscious patterns and how we're really feeling. And most people have no idea how they're feeling moment to moment. It's so true. And you're so powerful when you are tuned into that. Um, All of a sudden, life is no longer happening to you. You're creating it because you're aware of what is directing your behavior. So it's like, I don't know, a puppet, you know, are you letting a puppeteer move you? Or are you saying, I want to do this myself? Your unconscious beliefs are kind of like the puppeteer. Very much so. And it's, and it's a necessary beauty. It's the only way that we can actually function as humans is because of the power of our unconscious mind. And for the audience, the unconscious mind is anything that you're not consciously aware of. Uh, as you speak, you're not consciously aware of how you move your tongue, your mouth, your eyes, your, and breathe at the same time to produce language and voice. It's, it's an unconscious thing. So there's that level of it. You're not conscious of how your body digests food and transforms it into cells and muscle and skin and hair. There's that unconscious. There's also the unconscious of how you get dressed in the morning and the route that you go to work and how you respond to somebody at a cashier stand. And there's the unconscious of how you speak to your children and how you speak to your dad. And and if you're aware, you know that when we show up to different people, will you behave differently in front of your mother than you do in front of your Uncle Joe? than you do in front of your neighbor and front of your best friend, Susie. And these are all unconscious responses that get programmed into us. And, you know, even learning language and learning math, everything that we do without having a deliberate thought about it is in our unconscious. And that's, that's massive. 95% of our behavior is unconscious behaviors. And science has shown that 80 to 90% of the day we're repeating unconscious behaviors. So we're day sleeping through most of our life. (laughs) (laughs) And if you really want to be effective and happy, then come out of that fog and start asking, well, you know, everybody I think is asking on some level after what we've gone through globally, who am I and why am I here? 
And so if you want to start knowing who you really are and getting into that confidence, because as long as you don't know who you are, you're going to be afraid of yourself and others. So if you want to start coming out of fear, the first step is to start looking at yourself objectively and an amazing exercise that you can do. And one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite scientists, um, personal development healers in the whole world is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he's like, the, the first thing anybody needs to do is, is face that you've got 95% of your day where you're day sleeping. You're, you're completely behaving out of unconscious behavior. So set a timer for once an hour, once every three hours, whatever you can do. And when that timer goes off, simply stop and say, what was I thinking? What was I feeling? And write it down. And start doing that more and more and more during the day. And you're going to start notice, noticing patterns of behavior that you didn't notice before. Like how often you're actually having a mental argument with your kids or your husband or your mom or your neighbor. And how and old is that about argument? It. Getting yeah. mad about it. Yeah. You're having the same fight 10,000 times and nobody ever wins. And the thing with the, with the body is because it doesn't have a sense of time. When you're having a thought, it produces a chemical flood, which produces physical reactions, which puts your body into fight, flight, freeze, fear. I mean, or turns on healing hormones and endorphins and you feel good. The body doesn't know if you're actually going through an argument or if you're imagining it in your head because the effects are the same on the body. So if you want a happier, different life, your first thing is to start developing your self-mastery muscle and become aware of just where you're at without condemning yourself. This is just a situational awareness. Where am I at right now? And it's yeah. incredibly powerful. It's so true. Most of us are on autopilot. We feel bad or angry or sad, but we're not really sure why. And that is a great first step is just checking in. How am I feeling? And then you know, kind of retracing, like you said, what are you thinking about that's making you feel like that? And why are you thinking about it? What's causing that to happen? And sometimes it's, I think we talked a little bit about this because I've always struggled with depression and anxiety too, like you did. And um, it's, it's funny that a lot of times we'll sit there and feel good and then say, oh, I was upset about something. Like, what was it again? because uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. like you feel like if you're gonna feel good you, it's gonna catch you unaware like um so you better be on your guard because some, something bad's gonna happen you're gonna be upset so you need to remember now and it's like really uh, I think it, it's funny because it's keeping you unhappy because it feels safer to be yeah, well it feels it feels normal it feels normal. And so if you look at the, if you look at what we just talked about, if you're operating 95% in your unconscious behavior and you start to become aware of your thoughts and most of our thoughts are 80, 80% of our thoughts are negative. We're just on a negative loop. So your body, 80% of your waking hours or more is being fed a chemical signal that does not feel good. And we get numbed out to that. It's like, have you ever had a, like a squeak in the background or a noise that kind of ticks and it drives you crazy. And then pretty soon you don't even hear it, mm -hmm. but it's still in the background and it's still affecting your body. Well, that's how we get slowly normalized to feeling bad. And so let's say that we 
end a toxic relationship. And it's a string of many. And we find a nice person and we, we go on a couple dates. You'll notice that you will start to feel incredibly uncomfortable because that is a mismatch to your to your learned and your repeated vibration. Like let's just get to yeah, to your normal. So you have you we are all electromagnetic signals. We're electricity. We're vibration all connected to everything. Like science has even proven that. We we are not this physical isolated mass that we think we are. And we are always transmitting a signal. Always. And that signal attracts a like signal. So when somebody comes into our our energy field that is a mismatch, we feel it. And if that person happens to be a healthy, centered, well-balanced person who has a lot of self-love, that's going to feel really attractive because love, we all want that. We all want to know who we are and love ourselves and feel confident and just be the glorious individual that we are. So we're going to be attracted to it and terrified of it at the same time. And so it's true. I wonder if people feel like they're lacking, like they're scared that the other person is going to discover that they're not in as good of a place as them or something. Or just, or anything, you know, I was sharing with a group of women last night and, and we were doing a full moon ceremony and kind of, you know, yielding to and surrendering to the fires and things that we wanted to let go. The symbolism is very powerful for the human mind and body. And, you know, I was like, I, I, I still am afraid to come to events sometimes because my not enough shows up and I'm afraid that I'm going to get rejected, you know, and even just sharing that with a group of women, many of which I didn't know, you know, all the heads were nodding up and down. We all have the same fears and insecurities. And so a knowing that is allowing yourself a lot of grace nobody's got it all figured out and there's no there to get to as long as we are incrementally every day learning who we really are and giving ourselves forgiveness and you know you mentioned earlier if if when we become aware of how we're feeling why are we feeling uh, why are we feeling that way well if you're still coming from an unconscious state of being the why is going to be well because Betsy was rude and insulted me and she should have never said that and he you know he is always trying to push my buttons and he's just and and you're going to go on with this memorized list of reasons right so even then you're going to step back and go all right so is that actually true when did that happen oh yeah six years ago okay so we could let that go um, is what Susie did something you can control. And no, it isn't. If it's like, if it's not within you, you can't control it. So there's becoming aware of, okay, so I notice that I'm being negative a lot. And now it still seems true to me, but it's not something I can control. So that puts me in a space of not enoughness and in a space of fear, because now I've become aware that I'm upset. And now you're telling me that it's something I can't control. So now what do I do, right? That causes even more fear. All right, so where's that fear living in your body? Because all emotions will have a sense of, of selfness to it. So if your fear is in your stomach and it's you can just like focus on where that fear is playing because fear is, is an energetic movement that we give a name and a meaning to. And if you will compare anxiety and anticipation, 
excitement feel the same. Yeah. We label them differently and put all these associations with them. So become aware of how you're feeling. Let the responsibility fall on yourself. We are our own masters. And when we can say, yeah, Susie did this thing years ago. You know what? If what's true for me is true for her, then she's probably running on autopilot too and doesn't know how she's responding. And if 90%, 95% of my day is on autopilot, it's probably the truth for her. So let's just like give everybody some grace and start learning about how we're feeling. That's what I was going to ask is that, um, and I mean, this might be specific to my human makeup, but when I can understand why the person is doing what they're doing, it makes me feel better because it's never personal. So the person that's acting in the way that I don't like is like going through something or having their own trigger or their own story. And it has nothing to do with me. So it's kind of like going down and the food court of a mall and seeing like, okay, yeah, I like that food. I don't like that food. I don't like just pass, just move on and get the hell away from the thing that you don't like. Um, and realize that it's a, it doesn't, you don't need to like want sushi. It's okay. If you don't want sushi, who would be mad at you for not liking sushi? You know, it's just not personal in either direction. Kind of, it, it, it helps me to think about like, okay, that person had their own reasons to act like that, that really like had nothing, like your example with the government, but does that help or your coworker at the government when you worked there, does that uh, help everyone? Or is that like specific to who I am? That helps everyone when, when we as an individual can realize that we have unconscious triggers that we learned unconsciously before the age of seven, weren't even aware of how they got programmed into us. When we become aware of them, we can deprogram them. Every human has this. It's the way we are naturally designed. So if we wanna go into nature, all right, so it's natural for us to have intentional actions repeated that become into subconscious behaviors, right? This is just the human operating system. Some of us, well, all of us have a unique way of expressing ourselves. And so in communication, we all have unique ways of communicating. Um, There are people that are just naturally effervescent and positive. And that's somebody that you want on your team, but you want somebody that's naturally negative oriented as well. You want that person where the first thing out of their mouth is is gonna be pointing all the holes in in the plan out right? And what we tend to do is label, well, you're just optimistic and you're just negative and not seeing that everybody has polarity. We're all like a magnet. There's a North Pole, there's a South Pole, and there's a center. And so, you know, we use this with extroverted and introverted. Well, you're extroverted, you're introverted. And we're, we're all both. How much of the blend are you? Because that negative person, if you let them speak all the holes in the plan, Once that's all exhausted, then they're going to start talking about what's positive about it, right? And if I only get stuck in my optimism and never allow myself to personally or in a group express everything that is working, and I live in that optimism and don't allow myself to get to the, all right, this is obviously, this is something that's not working. 
well, then I polarize my own self. So we have different ways of even just approaching that. And that's just one of the little nuances. Yeah, so understanding and giving yourself permission to be a certain way and then attributing that same understanding and permission to everyone else. They can do whatever they want and you can choose to not have anything to do with it. And that's okay. Yeah, and we all organize our energy differently and that's okay. Um, And that, that was one of the things that when I got into personal development, I realized, oh God, this is just as cultish as religion. Like, you're supposed to have this kick-ass 5 a.m. routine and you're supposed oh, to have God. everything done by noon and you're supposed to hustle and you're supposed to grind and you're supposed to put out all this content and you're supposed to, you know, be positive and everything's supposed to be on the camera and you're supposed to be doing lives. And I was just like, oh, holy shit. And, and if you're supposed to have this program out and it's going to lead to this and you have a retreat in a year and six sales, you know, six figure sales in a year. And I'm like, none of it felt authentic, right? None of it. Yeah. And so there is a unique way everybody does things. And when you can find out what your nature is, then you can nurture your nature and you can heal the ways that you've been nurtured into somebody else's idea of your nature. Ah, That was such a good line. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's a good stopping point for us. And so we've reached the end of yet another episode of sales is not a dirty word. So this episode was about becoming aware of the unconscious beliefs affecting your sales. And I love that you dive into this and you thank you so much for, for um, coming moon and making an appearance as our guest today. And you have something coming up that will help people with this, right? I do. And thank you for um, bringing me on in this platform because I think our primary goal in life is to sell us on the idea that we're worthy just as we are. And everybody is necessary and everybody is unique. And yes, so with the technology that I've been alluding to, you do have a natural design. And I work with a group that has a patented technology that works on quantum science and nature. And so in February, myself and two other experts are taking 10 women into a deep dive experience in Ecuador, at the equator, in the Amazon jungle for a seven day deep dive into your individual unique nature. And so every person, every woman gets their own assessment and we tailor make the transformation experience according to their nature. And so at the end of the seven days, then we fly you to the Galapagos Islands for a five-day integration, because it's wonderful to know a little bit more about who you are and and how to express yourself and how to heal yourself and how to nurture yourself. The challenge is when you get back into that people-y world. So we're going to spend five days with you just having fun in the Galapagos, but also integrating you into your environment so that you can truly come home with a greater sense of self a greater understanding and knowing of yourself and you'll fear yourself less, which means you'll feel life less and you will show up with a lot more joy and ease. And so that's February 19th through March 3rd. And if anybody is interested, you can email me at moon at moonwalkerlife.me. And we're taking only 10 women because this so this is so customized. So if that sounds like something that you guys would like to do, reach out to me. 
And I, they'll also come home. It sounds like not being triggered. Imagine getting rid of your triggers. I I mean, what would your life be like if you just weren't phased by somebody flicking you off in the car or, you know, someone just being mean for no apparent reason or someone who's being mean for a reason. I mean, the, the absolute freedom of no one being able to, you know, shit on your parade basically is exactly pretty amazing. Um, so I, I have taken the test. You guys haven't done the deep dive, but I can see the value of the deep dive. And this just so much aligns with what I do with my sales clients but I do it on an intuition level. I see like, you know, what a person's comfortable with and, and, and what they're about and really structure the, the sales process to them. This is putting f- facts and science to that. And it's much deeper than like a disc test or, or human design test or, or whatever, because it's uh, those tests are often affected by your mood or um, your situation in life. And, and so this is definitely like, oh, these are the properties of a cactus. Don't overwater it or it's going to die. Um, and a willow tree is going to need more water than a cactus. So on that level, which is, which is so powerful. So, um, okay. And each, each one will get their self-mastery reference manual with the assessment in it. And, and this assessment, actually enhances other tools like DISC and, and strength finders and yeah. human design. It gives it the unique individual bowl to sit in so that like human design, I love it. It's very intense, but you know, the things that you came in to work on and your strengths and weaknesses now looking at your unique nature, it makes much more sense and it gives you a direction to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So definitely email moon. That sounds, that trip sounds incredible. Incredible. If you want to come back as a changed individual who is more effective in every area of their life, whether that's as a parent, as a spouse, as a friend, as a professional, um, yeah, as a so, happy human being. <laughs> yes, and a happy one. It's not just about how you are in life. It's true. It's about are you enjoying yourself and not feeling yeah. all the shames and shoulds. Yeah. Um, so. This has been the sales is not a dirty word podcast, where we show you how to convert up to 80% of the people you talk to without pain, pressure, or pretending to be someone else. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time.